Martini Shot, a podcast production of Nanico Studios. I'm Sarah. And my name is Jordan. Well, <laughs> we've we've made it to our fourth episode with some 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 lag trouble trouble, but it's going to be okay next week, I promise you. Uh, I'm gonna be in a new location with bigger and better internet service. So <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. Exactly. Oh, Sarah, we can't all put on you here because I think that every week I'm the one that really carries the technical difficulty. Struggle train. Struggle. Let me try that again. Struggle train. So it's a shared burden. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a true podcast if there wasn't some like technical difficulties out of the way that we couldn't, you know, like fix and post. So our audience will never know what we go through, but we do, and that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> as i almost ripped the headphones out of my ear because i'm not doing um <laughs> yes but it's it's a good time though and i appreciate you like weathering the storm of lag issues and other technical things um but this week's gonna be an exciting one yeah so in case uh um you didn't catch earlier um i am moving to college uh, next week, or well, I say next week, but this weekend. Next week, I'll already be in college. Uh, so with that being said, we will have better internet service uh, and uh, kind of like a new a new set uh, behind me here. Um, but because of that, uh, things were getting a little stressful this week, and I figured we would do a fun podcast episode. Not that film isn't fun, <laughs> but I feel like we need something more laid back, more chill. Uh, and we both kind of figured that we're, you know, we obviously know each other in our personal lives and we're both passionate about music. And, uh, I just figured it'd be like a fun, you know, sit down conversation where we just had an evening that talked about, you know, music, our favorite, you know, uh, all of our favorite songs and things like that. And you also, Jordan, you run a podcast, a music podcast as well. So we're kind of like following similar fashion in this episode, but talk about, little bit of what you do on your podcast. So I am on a podcast with three lovely gentlemen and it's called, uh, it's a long name. It's, well, it's 9, 8, 13, let me see if I can It's the Music Discovery Podcast with JG and the Daft Pretty Boys. And it's like an intentionally long name. I think we thought we'd be really like, cute and cheeky, um, but it's a, it's a great time. It's like we just sit there, we, usually like every episode is about an hour and we just talk about uh, music usually it's like new music releases whether it's new to us or just like new in the universe um, for the past several weeks though we've been getting like geared up I would say several months now getting geared up for a Firefly Music Festival in Dover Delaware we're all the four of us are all from Delaware uh, and so Firefly is kind of like the is actually the thing that brought us together back in March 2020 funny enough um, and so we, anyway, we've been spending the last few months just get, talking about the Firefly music artists and just getting amped up for that at the end of September. So yeah, so it's a good time. And so when Sarah said, Hey, I want to do a, let's do like a music, uh, podcast episode. I was like, you know what? I think we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the experience and we've both, uh, have pulled up some songs that we were really passionate about or artists and things like that. So it's going to be a good a fun conversation to just kind of like, I don't know, get to know each other's playlists a bit, um, you know, kind of stress-free, stress-free 
Uh, we didn't really have to plan as much as we usually do per episode. Sarah, don't get me wrong though. It's not going to be just loosey-goosey. There, there is, well, it is loosey-goosey. I mean, come on, we're not too strict about it, but there is a format to this. There is a formula for relative success. So sure. I think we've... Um, Yes. To be, okay, you say it wasn't stressful, Sarah. It was very stressful for me to, to take my music love and to hone it down to only five artists. So I found this to be very stressful, very time intensive. <laughs> it, you know what? It honestly was. Honestly, yeah, because we we were kind of um, really really picking the cream of the crop artists here, uh, but there's so many more. That are so good. And yeah, I similarly had a hard time like picking the ones that I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, yes. So that it's yeah. it's going to be very fun, but also very sad because I wish I could share more uh, artists with you tonight. That would be the extended cut. Um, <laughs> so I think the kind of the game that we're trying to work around here is we're each going to like talk about five artists and probably just do a little preview of two songs each just to give the apt listening audience out there a little taste of our wow of our music taste um but so Sarah do you want to like start us off like talk to me talk to me about your history with music starting in the womb I'm just kidding you don't have to start with the womb, <laughs> the womb. <laughs> um yeah so music has been overall music has been quite a has had a huge impact on my life I can't count the hours that I listen to music in a week, but it is a lot. Um, driving in the car, at home, working, you know, at like anything I do that doesn't require me to be like out in public, I'm usually listening to music. You know what I mean? So it, it's almost like a 24-7 problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, my brother's a guitar player. He's a musician. And uh with him being a musician um kind of brought like more music into the household and consequently we all kind of like started listening to new things and things like that uh but even as a child i was uh hugely influenced by things like country music um uh we used to my mom used to take us to school every day because uh we went to a private school so there was no buses uh so every day it was uh, Froggy 99.9 uh, country <laughs> station, Delaware's country music station. Uh, did not fail. Um, all of the hits, all of the music um, from the prime time of Y2K. Uh, that's like the nickname of like the music. It's like Y2K country. Um, and that's like artists like Keith Urban, Blake Shelton. Carrie Underwood is a big one. So like those artists, the ones that are like really super, super big now, they were kind of new and beginning when I was a kid. Um, so I used to listen to them. And um, it's interesting um, over the years that kind of changed uh, genre wise of what I listened to. Um, it, it's it's really odd. I, I grew out of country music probably because I had listened to it for so long. Uh, in, in middle school, I was very much pop oriented uh a lot of the the pop hits of uh early 2010s were like <laughs> my my favorite thing to listen to it's you know you're middle school you're young um it's yeah one direction <laughs> was, was was like the big one if i yeah, had I will, I will never shut a one direction they have some quality bops 
Uh, absolutely. We could have a whole episode dedicated to One Direction, but this is a film podcast, friends. <laughs> like, I, I would if I could. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess we could talk about, like, the One Direction di- uh, documentary. I think it was called This Is Us. I mean, we could, we could have an episode on that. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of that era. I, I, I shifted from, like, one era into another, um, kind of, like, each phase of life genre-wise. Um, so as I exited middle school, entered high school, um, got really uh, into classic rock, which is like another another phase I was into. Uh, big ones like Queen and Tom Petty. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. Um, Van Halen, you know, things like that. Led Zeppelin, uh, all, all the big name classic rock bands. I just kind of like delve into the past in high school, which was really interesting. Um, so yeah, that was like that phase. And now, college student, I'm in this weird phase where I'm into grunge and blues rock, an alternative. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure in another five years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure in another five years, it'll change in the future. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, that's kind of currently where I am. And that's been like the tra- trajectory of uh, what I've listened to over the years. So how about you? Um, I grew up, I feel very blessed because I feel like my parents have really lovely taste in music. So I grew up on very much like classic rock and my mom was particularly like really into Motown. So if we're talking about local radio stations, like at the time, now 101.3 is now a country station back at home, but it used to be like the classic rock station. That was usually what was in the car. Um, funny enough, when mom was driving my sister and I to and from school um, every day. So that's kind of where like, I don't know where a lot of music when I was really young, I think as I got a little bit older, uh, my dad got more into country music. And so listened to a lot of country music as well, but really always goes back to that, that classic rock Motown. Even now my mom loves like to put on like Etta James around the house and things like that. I really think that had a really positive influence on the kind of music that I'm drawn to. Um, so yeah, but the funny thing is, is that if I was like trying to think back, like what kind of music did I listen to when I was like a kid? I don't really, I mean, that was like before, obviously before iPhones, before even iPods really. So there really wasn't a lot of like personal music listening devices. So it was literally whatever like mom and dad had put on the radio. Um, as I got older, see when I was in my middle school years, I got my first iPod. Ooh. Is that true? No, I didn't get my iPod till later. I don't remember. But the point is, I remember uh, LimeWire was was the situation where you could go because you know songs iTunes was ninety nine cents a song. Like who's gonna pay that? Like we're in middle school, we're <laughs> broke. So I definitely probably infected more than one household computer um, downloading songs um, from LimeWire. And to be honest, I probably still had that iPod laying around the house, like somewhere. And I wish I could pull it up because I'd love to see what I was listening to. But I definitely remember um, on the low, I was a big Jonas Brothers fan. Yeah. But that was like not very cool. So I kind of like, you know, didn't really talk about that very much. But a lot of that, um, just some like emo pop of like the 2005, 2006 oh. era was definitely my jam. I mean, you know, like you're in middle school. It's like your your feelings yeah. are big. You have to listen to like you know yeah. big feeling music. And then I don't know. I think probably high school, 
fell back into like pop uh, at the time like Kesha was huge I graduated high school in 2011 so I remember listening to like Kesha and Nicki Minaj had just come on the scenes and that was very much like you know what everyone was listening to um but as I've gotten older just like you said the Gartes kind of evolves um still listen to a lot of pop but a little bit more indie than um you know top 40 pop and definitely have kind of fallen back into like my roots um when it comes to more of that classic rock genre yeah. awesome so what would be uh because uh, obviously we both use spotify um and i also use apple i'm like i have no opinion on both i use both uh but what would be your top genres Ooh, i have big as they, oh mm, those are some fighting words <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what would what would be uh, some of your your um, top genres that you know Spotify lists for you at the end of the year? Oh, I am okay. I am obsessed with the Spotify Wrapped like <laughs> yeah. situation, but I try not to like. Okay, I try not to focus too much on it because I don't want to like be that like I'm that I would be that annoying person that's like stupid person that would like try not to listen to songs over and over again just because I didn't want to mess up my like data, which is dumb as shit, and that's like so like very stupid. Um, but I, cause you know, you can actually like look at that up. There's another website where you can look it up at like any time, like the past four weeks, the past six months, the past year, like what's been your top listen. You just log in with your Spotify. They probably steal all of your data. So it's great. Um, but, uh, like my top three Spotify genres, um, definitely pop, modern rock. And this is my favorite stomp and holler. And I honestly tried to like, Look this, try to get a, like a dictionary definition of the genre stomp and holler. And it's kind of vague. It, it seems like a lot of people out there have that question, but it kind of settles into that, like that folk rock yeah. or more oh, yeah. like bluesy kind of sound. Yeah. So I know you get it. Oh, yeah. How about you, Miss Ma'am? Yeah, so mine's a bit interesting. I had to take uh, some liberties with it. Um, because my top three were all rock, oh. and I feel like that doesn't count. Because <laughs> uh, it, it was like it was like um, classic rock, modern rock, heavy rock, or something like that. And I was like, okay, this isn't fun. Um, <laughs> so I went to like the next ones that weren't listed rock. Um, so my first one's obviously rock. Um, the second one is Mellow Gold, which apparently is alternative indie uh, music. Which makes perfect sense. Um, that's cool. And then my third one was post-grunge. <laughs> so that's like late 90s, early 2000s music. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I, I, To be honest, Sarah, I think you have very like diverse music tastes. Like post-grunge. That's pretty niche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because specifically, okay, this is, we're, we're getting a little um, TMI here. Uh, so that would be like, Goo Goo Dolls, Matchbox 20, and Nickelback. <laughs> hey, there, okay, no, no. There is no shame in Nickelback. Okay, I, like, really? Are you, we are not ashamed. Are you pro, are you a pro Nickelback person? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Are you indifferent? I'm like a Nickelback apathetic. Indifferent is probably yeah. a better word. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, you like yeah. what you like. Like, we shouldn't be ashamed of the kind of music we listen to. It's whatever gets the people going. Yeah, I grew up in a very pro-Nickelback household. So we were we were very much all big fans. Um, so when, like, the whole, like, meme thing happened, uh, like, the, the joke was, like, to hate Nickelback, we just thought it was, like, because <laughs> uh, we are really huge fans of them. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my that's, – that's what post-grunge means to me. 
I like that. You know that like that vine where it's like look at this yes. graph and <laughs> that that sits well a lot. That makes me. I like that one a lot. So yes. Sarah, I want to know more about like what. Okay, I need some like artists now. So talk to me about like the if there are five artists that define you and your music taste. Oh, what would they or goodness. who would they be? Are we gonna take turns? Are we gonna do like? Uh, we're just going to take turns, like, picking an artist? I think so. I think so. All right, so. perfect. So, yeah, my first group, even though it was really hard to choose, uh, is a band called Kaleo. Uh, they're from – they're not from 2019, but that's when I discovered them. Um, they're a really awesome group. Um, they're an Icelandic blues rock band uh, that kind of formed in 2012, um, which the irony of that whole sentence is quite incredible. They're an Icelandic band. And they really, really pick up those American Southern rock tones. And it's it's literally insane because you would you could swear they're American. Uh, but they're really awesome. And I actually uh, discovered them while I was trying to look for similar sounding artists, like a certain one I'll uh, mention later <laughs> in the podcast. Um, and I was trying to I was trying to look for similar sounding artists. And I uh, came across them, um, their first album and their only album um, that had had come out. Um, they just released a second one, um, their second album, uh, this, this past year actually. So quite incredible. I love, again, uh, going back to kind of like our, our interests, I'm in like this weird blues phase and I love the, the grit that a lot of blues music carries and they portray that so well and they mix just like fun dancing concert songs with also like really powerful ballads so you get a nice balance of both those elements with this group um and i think they're quite incredible cool so yeah we'll give the we'll give the people a little sample of it um so this is uh, can you say the name again so this is kaleo and Glasshouse. all right here we go Love a good bop. It's awesome. Love a good, uh, sorry, what is this, Icelandic blues rock band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes no Dude. sense, but it's incredible. This is awesome. Like, and I don't, I'm not just, okay, I'm not just saying that because, like, we're on the podcast. Like, I, this is this is cool. And you, oh, that's so funny. These are just, like, a random related to similar artists kind of find. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's yeah. sick. It's incredible. And, and uh, you should check out their, 
their YouTube videos too, uh, because they're they're really in touch with like Iceland, <laughs> their home. Um, they like perform in front of a like an erupting volcano or like. I think another one was like on an iceberg. It was really weird, no. but they perform live. It's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. sick. Come on. Let's do like, we need to like another little taste. What's another, like, what's the second song? Yeah. Uh, so the other one is from their second most recent album that just came out. It's called Hey Gringo. <laughs> Same kind of vibes, but still really fun. Hey Gringo by Kaleo. <laughs> quality yeah. quality find so um yeah. when are we gonna go to yes. iceland to catch these and boys on the show boys boys and girls just boys all boys love that um yeah so i guess we have to go yeah. get on a quick little cheap flight to iceland <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Well, I'm going to do a complete 180 on this um, because the first oh, band okay. I want to talk about, okay, these boys hold a special place in my heart because this is the first quote-unquote con- Actually, that's so rude. It was the first concert I ever went to. Um, this is a band. Uh, they are a, they play beach country music um, from the eastern shore of Maryland. Uh, they're Ooh. called Randy Lee Ashcraft and the Saltwater Cowboys. And let me tell you, you're like, what's beach country music? Well, don't you worry. You will understand from the first <laughs> guitar chord. Um, no, but, like these boys have played like the local. I'm excited. I, I okay. They, once again, like it's still like it was a situation like when these guys played the local circuit when starting when we were, my sister and I were really young. I don't remember how my parents found them, but I felt like. We followed them like a little, like a little fan club. I, we saw them several times, like play at, you know, like your like small town, like festivals or like wherever. Um, and I just remember uh, dancing to the, I was obsessed with them. Um, I remember at one point we got like a signed like little poster. I thought they were celebrities. Like the whole thing was, was really cool. So anyway, and it's something that's really funny about them too, is that I didn't realize they had a Spotify until only like a year, like their music was on Spotify until only like a year ago. And one day I was in the truck with my dad and I just like played a song randomly through his, like through the speakers and we both immediately remembered all the words. So they're just, there's a special band. Um, yeah, so it's Aww. beach country music. The first one we're going to do is a song called um, All Decked Out by Randy Lee Ashcraft and the Saltwater Cowboys. Oh. 
city And a guy could have a real good time But he didn't fit in at the deck bar Nobody else was wearing a tie So he wandered on up to the boardwalk Found a surf shop We have the plan so like, I really just wrote a chorus We're gonna roll scrub through a little bit and now he's all decked out Drinking a kilo by the bay Found a deck bar, got his flip-flops on And a pair of two So like, it's very much like akin to like a Sweet Caroline situation Imagine like a yeah. Like a bar, not necessarily a bar flip because we were kids. So like it must have just been like some deck bar that we could go to, all screaming, all decked out. With it. it was a good time. I have very fond memories of yeah, just like this was like a, of the fun family thing to do. I don't necessarily, I don't think that they're still all together anymore as a group. But Randy Lee Ashcroft, I know, still plays um, the local circuit down in uh, the Ocean, Greater Ocean City area, which is pretty cool. Um, we'll do another, Ooh. I guess. A little sample, a short one. I mean, it's, it's all it's all fun music. This one's called Exactly What I Did. You said something about being crazy, something about being crude, something about you're out of your mind if you think I'm staying here with you, and I don't know just exactly what I did. Exactly what I did. So yes, yeah, so it's still like beach country, but it has a bit of a little, wow. you know, little rocky roll. It's a fun time. I like it. I love, and I feel like, I mean, music, certain genres of music con like are, are for certain things. And like you said, specifically like beach country, like on a beach, very much like Margaritaville's, uh, like Jimmy Buffett vibes, you know what I yeah. mean? Like without a care in the world, you know, kind of thing. That's, I love it. I love it. It's kind of cool. Uh, next time I go to the beach, there you go. <laughs> My playlist. You, it, was a, it was a good, to absolutely, absolutely. And they were, they're fun. I, it was weird because once again, like I hadn't heard these songs in probably 15 years and turned on the Spotify and they all come back to you. But yeah, so that's, that's, um, I like, yeah. I don't know, I, I like to insert them in the conversation as much as possible just because I think they're pretty cool. Uh, but Sarah, what's, what's next in your lineup here, babe? Okay. So I'm going to change the genre 360 once again. Uh, I'm doing Emmeline. Uh, I just discovered her within the past couple of months. Uh, she is a new upcoming pop artist and I discovered her through TikTok. Oh, I love TikTok finds. Yes. She launched her career off, off of this app and she now has like 82,000 followers and she's growing really fast. So it's awesome. And, uh, you know, as, as you know, uh, intelligent as they are, a lot of the TikTok artists will, you know, um, stick in like a snippet of like their newest song. And they're like, well, you'll have to catch the album when it comes out or whatever, catch my next single. And I was like, I heard, uh, this first song and I was like, mm, absolutely yes. Um, so she's she's very um, catchy with her like wordplay. She's a strong vocalist. We love a strong female vocalist. And her her pop music has like this big badass cinematic vibe to it, and I'm living for it. 
so this first song is Emlyn, uh, Plotline by Emlyn. All right, Plotline by Emlyn. Oh, a little Mean Girls throwback in her cover right here. Mm-hmm, yeah. cinematic like I didn't really I didn't really understand where you were coming from but I that's so fun that like pre-chorus build oh my god let's go yeah and this second song is probably my favorite of the two uh she just like released this one like probably not even like a week or two ago so I was like again I like I heard the snippet on TikTok and I was like waiting for the full thing to come out and I was like please please come soon and it did so uh this one is boys will be boys by Emlyn stars to return i know she's pop but come on like this has an edge to it yeah that's awesome yeah for sure for sure and i'm and she's only come out with like one album and like a couple of other singles so uh i'm excited for like the moment she like starts to pick up even more so um because she has like the talent clearly it's awesome uh so good for her i I just i I have 
I think it's like an indie film studio because it's probably why I feel this way. But like, there's nothing more exciting to me than any type of independent artist, whether they're musicians, filmmakers, or whatever, that are able to like pave their own way through things like TikTok or other, you know, social platforms. I am obsessed with it. I can't. I I love that shit so much. Uh, the fact that you found it on TikTok is just like <laughs> my favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So. What's one of your uh, next songs? Um, I always put on an order, but I realize I like the order I have, so we're, we're sticking to the plan, surprisingly. Um, my <laughs> next bands, this, if we're talking about like bands that I really like, if I can say the word stand here, that I really like stand from what almost is the beginning. Um, there's a, a, I was, I was just like, there's a band called AJR, the most, the most, the most pretentious thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really stupid. Um, but AJR, I Who heard that. <laughs> um, have you ever, a small little undie, underground indie band you might have heard from, of them. Anyway, um, <laughs> AJR, I, speaking of things that like other, like that platforms like recommended to you, I found AJR, I was I remember it so clearly. I was stuck in the Boston airport on a, like a delayed flight, and I was just—I had just gotten like my first iPhone, so I felt like I was pushing anyway. And I was in the airport, and I was like scrolling through YouTube, just like watching things, killing time. And AJR before that, like they used to put a lot of uh, YouTube videos, like you know, like um, covers and stuff like that. And that was—I don't even remember what first song I heard they, them cover, but I was like, oh my gosh, who are these kids? And then I just started following them, and and. Um, I happened to be living in New York when they came out with their first album, um, Living Room, back in like 2015. So I went to their like album release show. Um, anyway, I just like, they're like the first, like, once again, like small band that I like was a fan of relatively early on. And then, you know, was able to like watch them grow and become more successful, which is a pretty cool experience. So I've seen them in like a concerts a few times. Um, definitely probably like my, this is probably my first like real indie pop i guess kind of love uh this is probably what got me more into like the indie pop music and and things like that i mean i don't know about you sir but i like to find i a lot of times when i think of artists i think of like usually i get really obsessed with them for like like a a specific amount of time so i like associate them with like a year or like just a season of life so to me when i think of ajr i think of like 2015 to 2017 when life was just like simpler and more chill yeah but um (laughs) So it went, another like yeah. fun fact about like AGR as well, not fun, a fun fact for me is that they're, they're, um, my top two all time Spotify, like song lessons are AGR's next up forever and, um, finale, which are both from their, uh, 2019 album Neo theater. Um, so obviously I have to play a little bit. So I think I want to start off actually. Yeah. I think we'll do a little bit of next up forever first.
scared to drop this album Let's push it back another week I wanna be next up forever Find a way to never hit my peak I kinda wish I was still a virgin Time to finally see what sex is like I wanna be next up forever Forever I'll be second in line Someday they'll be talking about me Right now they're just walking around me My God, are you growing without me? Somebody help me, somebody help me Someday they'll be talking about me Like going back to the whole like cinematic thing, you know, like that was, yeah, I don't know. ATR yeah, is like the the king of buildups, you know, like all of their like intros to songs, their like prologues or whatever you want to call it, um, just really big and grand and goodness, like they always do, um, kind of like the the first song off their albums or like the big yes. Show-stopping moment, and then they'll like get ah, overture. That was the word I'm looking for. Yes, um, yeah, they're really like talented, and like they made, in my opinion, they made like the keys a big thing in pop music too. You know, like they really, they really play with like the keyboard and things like that in their music. Yeah, so absolutely not. Yeah, I think like yeah, they really introduced me to like a new side of pop. But I think it's kind of similar to like how much like. Like, you know, you like Baroque pop or Baroque rock and you think of like artists, like like big artists like Queen and things like that. And I think it's like a very, it's similar, like their impact to like indie pop and, and make, just making like that production element, the forefront of their music is just fascinating. Um, yeah. And another song that I really like uh, that I, I fell in love with, like this is for off their first album. It's called Thirsty. This song holds a special place in my heart. yodeling sample in a uh, song so yeah. that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah they're like when they come on the radio you're like oh those are like the creative guys you know like you're like oh the geniuses are playing on the radio you know they're, they're they just like, stand out from the rest of the crowd that's awesome and it's you're not a bragging person but i think it's cool that you're like an OG fan. You've been there literally since the very beginning. Oh, uh, like before they got popular. No, that's awesome. That's like something to be proud of. That's that's incredible. Because I remember we we met for the first. This, this takes us back. We met, we met for the first time, and uh, we were both like, "Oh, AJR song it was like in Starbucks or something." And yes, like, yes, oh, you like AJR. I love AJR. Yeah, that was so cool. And then you're talking to me about how, you know, <laughs> the start of a beautiful friendship, a huge fan of them. Yes. Yes. So AGR just brings good vibes. That's all. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of just positive association with their music. And I don't know, like I, I 
whenever I really like when they were uh it always feels like so like ostentatious to say, but I remember like when you know when they were doing their first couple tours where it was more like those smaller like intimate venues. It was just a really great, just a really cool experience. Um, yeah, and so I I really love them, and I, and I like the new album too. I think it just I don't, they're just doing what they do, and I think it's that's they, they're sick and true to like who they are, and I respect it. So my next one is an oldie but a favorite and we all know who they are uh it's nirvana (laughs) i actually was late to the party on this um i've always known who they were but i i had no interest in like listening to their music or like taking a deep dive into their music um and i that's like you know why i can't comprehend younger me because i have no idea because they're amazing I don't understand why I didn't listen to them as early as I did. Uh, but the first time I was really truly exposed to like all of the music was in 2019. And when I was in college, my freshman year, uh, when you're in college, you do a lot of work and you do a lot of thinking and a lot of time alone. And that leaves you to listening to music a lot. And I was getting to the point where I was just like getting sick of everything on my playlist. I was like, I need new music now. And so it was kind of like thinking of some things I could look up and try listening to. And I was like, mm, maybe it's about time I give Nirvana a shot. And thus began my grunge phase that is thus continued <laughs> since then. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. So Nirvana, for those of you who don't know, Nirvana is uh, a grunge rock band formed in 1987 in Aberdeen, Washington. They were one of the first uh, groups to sign with Sub Pop Records. That's a whole story in itself. It's a super cool story. Um, things about Nirvana that I like. Hmm. Kurt Cobain in general. <laughs> His vocals. Uh, Chris Novoselic's bass line. I love bass. That's like one of my favorite elements in music is the, the strong bass line. Um, and of course, the one and only rock and roll king, Dave Grohl, and his drums. So it's all like all of the fun elements to it. Um, so like the two songs I picked are both from the MTV Unplugged album, uh, just because it's a little more obscure and it's not what you'd think about uh like your their normal like smells like teen spirit kind of like song kind of vibe like the uh, mtv unplugged album is much more obscure and different from the rest so the first song uh that i've picked for you today is about a girl live version from mtv unplugged all right here we go her first record. Most people don't own it. you 
You know, I've heard a lot in the past about this, like, particular... This is the MTV Unplugged, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. See, and I've heard a lot of good things about this, and I never, like, have gone around to listening to it. But I'm like, ah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like the original one, obviously, the original version of this song, which is, like, the electric guitar and things like that. But there's something about this version, and sometimes you just want, like, a mellow acoustic song it's a really it gives off like chill vibes and i'm all about that so um it's kind of like a calming album to me except for the last song we'll not talk about the last song but (laughs) yeah do you got a second one for us yes so this uh second one is called lake of fire um it's actually a cover so it's not their like original song that they did but um Yeah, it's really awesome. Cool. Lake of Fire. Song this is like originally. Um, I'd have to double check, but I believe they're called the Meat Puppets. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's a weird. It's another grunge band. Uh, hold on, let me double check that. Double check that. Five. See. Ah, yes, yeah, it is. It is called Meat Puppets. It's the that's the name of the original band that sang that. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, my I think they take do it. a better rendition, but oh, oh, hot take, hot take. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite folk rock bands of all time, um, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. I think I, they first came my radar back in like 2015, probably with um, Sob when that was like their big single of the minute. Um, I I love these guys. I feel like it's like silly. silly, silly. These are our favorite bands, so of course. Every time we're like, oh yeah, I love them. But you know, I just. They have done like folk rock. They 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 just have that edge to it that just makes it just gritty and good and and everything. I saw them at Firefly in 2016. Yeah. Um, actually, on my bucket list for life is to see them perform at the Red Rocks Amphitheater out in Colorado. We'll see if that happens. Um, but yes, I'm a, a, obviously a huge fan of this band. I think I'll play. Um, I'll play a little sample of SOB first, which is probably the one most people know.
I'm on need someone to help me. I'm on need somebody's hand. I'm on need someone to hold me down. I'm on need someone to care. I'm on a ride and shake my body. I start pulling out my hair. I'm gonna cover myself with the ashes of you, and nobody's gonna give a damn. Son of a bitch, give me a drink. a horn section in a song and you're winning in my book um pretty easy to please wow um, yeah but yeah. if i like ever that was great. like sorry, if i ever in a future life okay i'm so glad you like them um because in, a, in any like future life if i end up ever being a musician this is the kind of music i would want to play i think there's just there's just something just so earthy about them um and they actually speaking of like um empty unplugged they have a live album and their live album is incredible and it's it's so fun when you you know when you enjoy the live album you know just as much if not more than their studio recordings um i'll play a little bit of yeah. a sample um, of their newest song that just came out a couple weeks ago it's called survivor well you just think that i'm some great survivor Yeah, this is definitely up my alley. I did this. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely like playing on like the all like nation stations right now, all that kind of stuff. I heard it on the radio. I was like, yes. Well, I don't even talk that way. See, I wanted you to stay and show me the world's a better place. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Illuminators. I love Mumford and Sons. I think that this just has the edge that I kind of miss sometimes in, you know, with other artists. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yes. That was good. So good. Like, I want to dial down at the feet and turn the right lip and say thank you for your contribution. <laughs> yeah, so. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy you feel this way. <laughs> you don't even oh understand the joy. Mm. I think yeah, it's interesting because we... They're incredible. This is like our common ground. Like, we we, we definitely yes. like different things. Whereas, like, I'm, I like the grunge rock. You like uh, some more, like, indie things, indie pop and things like that. But, like, we find, like, this common ground in this, like, some sort of like rock mixture like alternative blues vibe and that's that's literally amazing i love i love that <laughs> yes yes another convert no i'm like <laughs> i i've never been and even the thing really like, he has a soul album excuse me that he released um i think in like march of 2020 and let me tell you it's a it's very it's a pretty heavy album in the sense of like it's a heavy subject matter Deals a lot with like divorce and grief and things like that, but I'll tell you what, it got me through COVID. So <laughs> that's all it is. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it's.
Um, so Sarah, I feel like that might be an easy transition into your next pick if I think it is what I think it is. No, if it is what I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, not only in, in similar sound, but also you mentioned that your pick was very much like your COVID saving grace. And this was mine. Um, there's no doubt. Uh, they're also my favorite artists now. Um, so if you ask me, Sarah, what's Ooh. your favorite artist? I will answer. My favorite artist is Hosier. This man, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, um, sorry. That, I so, feel like that's a big moment. Was, we need a moment of silence. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We just need a. All right. Let it sit. No, yes. Sorry. Uh, he's yeah. So Hosier, born. Um, Andrew Hosier Byrne, his name, real name's Andrew. Uh, he was born in Bray, Ireland in 1990. Uh, he was raised a Quaker and lived, of course, Ireland. He lived in a huge area with like a heavy sense of Catholicism. And um, he's very, as a, as a human, as a person, he's very much like reflective and very big in the arts. Uh, so he's a big poetry kind of person, more specifically in like Greek poetry. Um, so all of these elements um, kind of like influenced his music um, to include themes about love and have critiques, I guess you'd say, in things like religion and politics. Um, yeah, so like the moment I heard him, is it, this is an interesting story um, because we all know his, his first huge hit, Take Me to Church, came back, came out in uh, like 2013, 2014. I remember... Um, hearing it for the first time on the radio and I hated it and I don't know why. And I think it's like my brain was very like pop oriented and I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't pop. Like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like that he's talking about church. And I'm like, "Mm." Uh, and I don't think I appreciated what he was talking about at the time and the importance of it. And I came across it one day in the fall uh, in college. Um, and I was like, damn, I really didn't give this song a chance. It's really good, actually. And I kind of started looking into his um, other music that he was doing. Um, and it just so happened, like, a couple months prior, he had released his second album. And then so that took me into 2020 and then the whirlwind that was COVID. So I spent this whole entire year listening to Wasteland Baby, his second studio album, one of the best albums to exist, one of also my most listened to albums. Um, He's my most listened to artist as well. So this is, yeah, nothing new. Um, So with that all being said, um, we'll play a couple songs here. Um, again, very much blues rock. And he, he hits like themes of like alternative and folk. So he's kind of like all of these tears at once. Um, a lot of people like to call, call it like granola music. So, um, if you're like hiking in the woods with your black pot of coffee, it's very much like the earthy, you know, earthy, earthy vibes. Um, so my first pick is Nina cried power. Um, We'll get into a little bit about that song after it, but I think we just need to enjoy the moment that is Nina Cried Power. So take it away. So this is Nina Cried Power. It's not the waking, it's the rising. It is the grounding of a foot uncompromised. 
Very much uh, a reflection of 2018, uh, as we all know, uh, a lot of social injustice um, is happening. Uh, so that's that song is kind of like a reflection of it. It's sung with Mia, uh, Mavis Staples, and she's a famous Southern gospel singer. Uh, also very quite incredible. Um, yeah, so it's just, it hits, it like it's like one of those like hits you in the feels kind of things. This next song is a bit of like an unknown one. It's kind of like deep in the album. Um, it wasn't a single or anything, but it's one of my favorite songs from his. Uh, and this one is called Talk. Here we go. Oh I always pronounce his name wrong. I'm now I'm really self-conscious of it, so I apologize if I mispronounce his name. <laughs> but I I find myself just listening to his albums, like just playing them. So I have a hard time knowing which song is what because you know you're just like playing them. You're not really paying attention to mm-hmm. what you know what's up. And that's that. You're yeah. right. It's, it's such an album, like a deep album cut, but it is so good. It reminds me of the one off of his. I think it was his first album that was like "She Will Come Back" or something like that. But yeah, I love I love the southern. I don't know. Yeah, it's just something about like southern blues rock, with like a little little hint of gospel and just like thrown in the mix. Uh, and 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 like all of his his yeah, lyrics hits, hits. are like poetry too. So it's really good. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, so you get another like one that really just actually poetry is the best way to put it because this next guy I'm talking about um, is Labyrinth. He is, I think he's probably now most well known for, um, uh, I guess he's the songwriter. No, he, he makes the music for uh, HBO's Euphoria. Um, but mm-hmm. he came out with an album in 2019 called Imagination and the Misfit Kid. One of my favorite, con- I'm a huge fan of concept albums, like as a con, as a concept. Um, I, I just think that there's something really beautiful <laughs> about it all. Like, you know, using an album, not just as a collection of songs, but a collection that, you know, uh, creates a greater narrative. Um, so this is one of my favorite albums of all time. Definitely one of my favorite concept albums. Um, to me, actually, find I hearing Billie Eilish's new album, what is it, Happier Than Ever? Um, I kind of feel see this as mm-hmm. like as like a kind of like a cousin to a, his album because they both kind of have some commentary on the entertainment industry and kind of like the business of being an artist and I, I I think that the album is is not only worth listening to but it should be listened to from like top to bottom like in in sequence um all just just a really cool way to tell a story and I think too like when it comes to the kind of music I like it, it, the production element of it really is i don't know if it's important but it really sticks out to me so not a thing about labyrinth he's a producer so the production elements in addition to his songwriting and his uh, singing talent is just incredible so the first one i'm going to play is um imagination which is like the 32nd um intro to the album imagination imagination So, Aww. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I like so the drama. Of it. It's so pretty. Yeah, yeah, I, I like like the. I like how you compared it to Billie Eilish too. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really if you listen to the album and you listen to her album, you hear a lot of the same same things. And when I took the, I was like reading it, you know, about Labyrinth and his kind of journey as a professional musician, and I think there was a lot of struggle, uh, you know, tension with the whole record labels and getting your kind of music you want out out and um so anyway which i think is a lot a lot of parallels with the way i wish it out mm-hmm. um second one yeah. once again this is this is another one off of his imagination the misfit album a misfit kid it's called like a movie be careful what you wish for son you may wake up and one day you fucking get it so many bottles of champagne i'm in a room of the Yeah, I'm 
Because it just, I don't know, it just, it just, like, it's, yeah, it scratches that, like, brain itch. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That was really good. Yeah. So, Sarah, what's, what's your last so, and final round, draft round pick, or however that phrase goes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I saved the best for last. The grand, well, it's not the grand finale. Damn, exactly okay. Um, yeah, um, this is this is a strong opinion here, but I'm I'm most excited to share this with you. Um, so this might this might be might be a pick that we might need to dip into the third choice because it's that good. Um, so this is Greta Van Fleet. Um, they were formed in 2012 in Frankenmouth, Frankenmuth, Michigan. Uh, um, and their band name, Greta Van Fleet, Wait, they're is named after a woman in the town. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. I did not. Most, know like they American, were American of like American voices. Yeah, I hate myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're 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 actually named after a woman in their town, um, who was named Gretna Van Fleet, and I I guess they. And they all knew her or something like that. I, I don't know the exact story. And they liked her name and they asked her. And the lady's like, yeah, go ahead. So they changed it from Gretna to Greta. So it's more like off, rolls off the tongue better. Um, but it's, yeah, that's awesome. It, it's, it fits them perfectly, as, especially of this like uh, 70s rock vibe that they give off. Um, so it's two, uh, it's, it's, it's a group of four people. Um, it's two twins, their brother. And then, like, all of them together, um, the drummer is their best friend. Uh, so it's three brothers and a friend. Um, and they're all about my age, rel- relatively within, like, five years. Um, I think they're all between, like, 22 and 24, 25 years of age. Uh, so they're really young, but they're extremely talented, and you'll see why. Um, they're most uh, compared to uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, because the lead singer Josh, he sounds exactly like Robert Plant, um, and with their costumes and aesthetics. If you watch like their music videos, it's very much that heavy uh, '70s rock vibe, and like that's that's kind of like the big argument at the moment. Is it um, is it kind of like are they copying Led Zeppelin, or are they like you know trying to do their own thing? I think they're making it their own. I think their music is unique and original compared to obviously predecessors uh like 70s actual 70s rock musicians 
Um, I think they've got their own style and flair to it. So I say hell yeah to bring back 70s rock in the 21st century. Uh, so I'm going to share this first song with you. Um, you might need to skip a little bit forward um, because I think the first minute of it is instrumental. Um, but this is Heat Above by Greta Van Fleet. me about them like i don't know a week or so ago at first i didn't know if you were like because i you know what's because i haven't i hadn't really listened to their new music i just knew that they were kind of like a controversial band in the sense of like people either loved them or hated them but i was i was hoping you would bring yeah. them up on this episode so i i like didn't listen to them after you told me to because i wanted i wanted you to introduce <laughs> me to them i wanted you to like tell me what you loved about them and um oh my god I don't think it's a shade. I don't. I don't understand all the shade. I think they're awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely like undeserving shade. There was there's a bit of that's actually how I discovered them because you're you're like Sarah. They've been around since like 2012. Like, what are you doing? Uh, they actually didn't like. I don't think they came out with like their first um, album to like 2017. So I don't get the whole like 2012 to 2017 thing. But anyway, the reason they got really popular all of a sudden within like the, this past like month is because um they took a quick uh, a, a clip of them playing on snl and they were kind of like making fun of josh's like stage uh, like hand movements on stage but i think that's all a part of like the group and the aesthetics of it so um oh, they're yeah. actually really talented musically so so who cares yeah, if you live you know grandeur yeah who cares like that's like that it's what what is music about drama exactly exactly yeah so this next song is Age Machine. Um, this one, I'm trying to think, might need a skip forward because I think the favorite part's actually towards like the end. But I, so I don't know. Just just try playing it, and if we need to skip forward, we will.
get like the Zeppelin, like you know, uh, references. But yeah. it's good. Like I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Like it's, yeah. it's fun. I'm like, and it's like it's, it's fun amazing. to have something that's more in like like the zeitgeist of the moment. That's like not so straight on the line indie pop or just pop. So this is like refreshing. Exactly. We yeah, we need a, we need a nice change. And if you're ever looking for more picks, I recommend Built by Nations and Light My Love on the same album. All incredible. And this is like, this is my new like band that I need to see in person before I die. So this is, this is my part of my bucket list now. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that, Sarah, because my final pick is also someone I need to see before I die. She's also a, re- a, a relatively new find. Uh, her name is Remy Wolf. She is, without a doubt, my favorite indie pop find of 2020. Also, thank you, TikTok. Um, I'm obsessed. It's like, it's hard. It was hard to even categorize like two of my favorite songs because I honestly love her catalog. I think she's just, she's wild and free in herself and I'm here for it. But the cool thing is, is she's coming to Firefly in in Delaware in a couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. I will be there. I will elbow my way to the front if I have to um I'll throw it down for her just she's I I'm so stoked I think this is gonna be a great show and I, I like her because her music is fun and it's but it's and it's fun but still has a lot of like texture to it um so I think we'll just go ahead and um let's see here I think we'll start with uh photo ID but I'm gonna play the version with Dominic Fike which there he is <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh man, tell the label, tell the label. Never wake, no sleep, no care about the ministry, even though I can't see without you. Just like exciting music, I think. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the, the next, and I think the final pick, which will set us out on a high note, a little party, um, it's called Monte Carlo. Think I'm gonna run a Monte Carlo. Drive around your neighborhood like real slow. I love Lucy, I'm Ricky Ricardo. Hail Mary, meet me in the end zone. I think I'm gonna run a So yeah, I think once again, I, I'm I'm super excited about what she's doing, what she's done, and I can't wait to see where she goes next. Um, yeah, it definitely gives like big festival, beachy vibes as well too. I really like. That's yes. awesome. And it it balances, which is just so fun. 
Yeah. Sir, I think we did it. I think we we somewhat succinctly covered our top five most influential artists. I think we have. And I think it was a successful night. I feel like I've learned not only so much about you, but I've learned about more music I'm going to be listening to and putting on my playlist soon. So that's awesome. Uh, ditto, ditto. So do you think do you think we're gonna need to do like a part two in the future? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I just like to talk. Maybe it's like gratuitous, but I do like to talk about music. So I mean, if you're game, I am. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we're gonna need like a you know, part two in a couple months. Kind of like see where we're at. Like a and reprise. Like new, cool. new people we're following. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode, our fourth episode of Martini Shot. Uh, to take a look at what we're working on, like casting calls, newsletters, and more, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Nanico and our website, which is www.nanti.co. Um, also follow us on YouTube and TikTok. Catch us next week. I'll see you soon, Jordan. Same, girl. Hey, good luck on the move. Thank you. Thank you.